What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. Uh, this week on the podcast, we got nothing for 4K Spotlight. My wallet thanks us, or thanks the internet, whatever. Or, I guess the movie business? Yeah, let's <laughs> go with that. One of those three. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so we'll be jumping straight into Through the Wall, where we got a surprising second trailer. I did not expect to get a second trailer this fast. Like, goddamn. I know. That That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Considering the first trailer just came out a month ago. But hey, you know, I'm cool with it because, honestly, it's a, it's a better trailer and it gets you way more hyped for the movie and hopefully it silences some of the haters probably um, not <laughs> yeah true um but anyway after that uh we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening which will be our breakdown of disenchanted the sequel to enchanted um if you couldn't have guessed that um but yeah what do you say we get started caleb i say let's do it Need motivation? Angry Dad Podcast. Trying to jumpstart your life? Angry Dad Podcast. You want help getting off the couch? Angry Dad Podcast. You need a verbal kick in the ass? Angry Dad Podcast. You want to hear from somebody who's been through it all? Angry Dad Podcast. I am here for you. You can find me on all podcast platforms. All right, so getting straight into Through the Wall, uh, since we have nothing for 4K Spotlight, uh, we got the second trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie today. And holy shit, we got a lot to talk about with this one. Because, oh my god, um, probably like the biggest reveal to me is the fact that like literally the ending is just a scene of Mario Kart and them on Rainbow Road. And you freaking hear Chris Pratt just go, what does he say? Oh, fuck, what is the line he says? Doesn't like he does like a classic Mario noise, but I can't remember what it is. Is it so just a wahoo? <laughs> that's what. He, okay, I built that up way too much, but anyway, um, that's like even that sounded great. Like honestly, the first trailer did not like. It, I'm like, okay, you know, Chris Pratt's voice sounds, you know, it sounds okay. I think after a second trailer, I'm gonna get used to. It. Yep, I'm completely sold. Like the way that they're doing Mario in this, yeah, I'm completely sold on his voice. It absolutely works. Um, honestly, shockingly, like don't get me wrong, Charlie Day's voice is working perfectly for Luigi for me. But I feel actually Chris Pratt's voice as voice as Mario is actually working a little more for me. And I didn't think I would say that. Um, but both of them are doing a great job. Um, they're doing an an incredible job. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, this is a this is going to be a funky movie. It really is because <laughs> you can tell that. Like, I know that so many people have a lot of hate of like all the, like the casting for this movie being like, oh, why didn't you just bring back the original guy that played Mario to do all these voices? I get that, but you know, it's a big Halloween Hollywood movie. They they got to sell this with voice actors. Dude, not but even that. This... Do you seriously want to listen to that voice for two two and a half hours? Uh, Guess what? I mean, bet I you could... don't. <laughs> <laughs> if this is going to be two hours, holy shit, that's a long animated movie. But you know, I'll take it. Yeah, um, I don't know how long the movie's going to be, so don't take I'll my word you for it there. It's just, I, I assume it's going to be close to, like, two hours. I'm betting, I'm putting money, hour 45. I'll say it's a little closer to two. I'll say, like, an hour 50. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, does that include credits or no? I'll say whatever the official runtime is. Okay. Does the official yeah. runtime include credits? Yes, it does. Okay, yeah, I'll stick with my hour 50. That, okay. I think I'll stick with my hour 45, because I feel without credits, it's going to be like a little over uh, 90 minutes. Yeah, um, you got to think Illumination, too, so. Th- yeah, that's true. Um, but I feel that this trailer just showcases how much of a love letter this movie is going to be to, like, every single Mario game. Like, just... Oh my god, the visuals, the the backgrounds, just like I felt like I like even though I didn't have a controller in my hand, I felt like I was playing a freaking Mario game, and that's what I want, and that's what I want to feel with a, a Super Mario Brothers movie. It, it feels like you can. It feels like this. This is feels like it's going to be like the story of Mario from like beginning to where it currently is, because it like. Obviously, we're going to get to see Mario and Luigi be plumbers, which is going to be awesome. Like, I mean, I know we got that in the original Mario movie, um, but uh, I know a lot of people have a soft spot for that movie now. I haven't watched it. Um, I've actually never seen it fully, um, so I can't really comment on it. But I know a lot of people would like to forget about that and say that that is not a Mario movie. Um, so hopefully, it's barely a movie. (laughs) Yeah. So hopefully, this is truly the Mario movie. Um, but hey, you got to give that movie props for the fact that like they (laughs) they gave Mario the last name. Like they're like they really are the Mario brothers because you know it's Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. (laughs) Dude, that is. Probably the I worst st- decision ever made. I still laugh. My, you know, <laughs> you know, it's probably a close second. Well, just because I don't know. It's it's so. Uh, it's what's the word? Uncanny, or just like cringe-inducing. Even though I really enjoy the movie in Solo, when uh, uh, he's like up, he goes up to that guard, and he's just like, "Oh, hey, what's your name? Oh, Han." It's like, last name? Oh, I don't have a last name. I, I run Solo. Han Solo. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he freaking did not. Like, really? That's where he... And, like, he looks up in, like, amazement. Like, oh, my God. You just gave me my name. Roll Dude, credits. Sh- oh, my... That made me want to freaking cringe. Right? Ugh. So, those are the kind... Of, that's, like, the kind of same vibe that I got from... If I'm thinking of like the Mario movie or like the original Super Mario Brothers movie, I got the same vibe from that that I did in Solo with that scene. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, it's, it seems like it's going to be like just a, a culmination of every Mario sequence. Like, yes. we're gonna get. I like I said, we're gonna get like Luigi or Mario and Luigi as plumbers. Which is like their origin, and then they're moving into the Mushroom Kingdom, where it feels like the classic game where you have the freaking blocks and everything. Oh my god! And it's like a whole train. It's like a training montage for Mario. Eventually, getting to the point where he sees like the the fish area, uh, freaking Yoshi's. Dude! Oh my god! Yeah, like gets to see that. I honestly, I, I don't know what it was that they were traveling through, whether that's what the um, 
the pipe travel looks like. But when Mario and Luigi are like flying through that, like, I don't know how else to explain it, but just this this pipe, I was getting some major uh, Mario Galaxy vibes. Dude, yeah, straight up, like when uh, Princess Peach was just like, oh, you know, like there are so many galaxies out there. I'm just like, is that a reference to Super Mario Galaxy? Or are we going to get an appearance from Rosalina in this movie? Huh? huh? Oh, that'd be the shit. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> um, Yeah, and then we get freaking Mario Kart. Dude. Dude. Although I was, disapp- <laughs> I was disappointed that Luigi was not in there. At least I didn't see Luigi. I bet he will be. Okay, I brought this up to Caleb after we both watched the trailer. It seems to me that from these trailers, Mario and Luigi are not going to be spending a lot of this movie together. And I don't know how I feel about that. I could be wrong. But just the I way that these trailers be, are. I think it's going to end up being like where they're kind of on two separate journeys. Where Mario's is kind of like the A story and Luigi's is the B story. And then they eventually get the B story side. Yeah, I know, but they then they eventually like come together to okay. like finish off the the story. Because what I'm assuming happens is I don't even know like what what my guess would be. I think my my guess would be that maybe um, there's like this. This is going to sound so stupid, and <laughs> but this is like my guess. There's going to be some sort of like prophecy, or Bowser's going to be told something, like given, like talk to an oracle or some shit, and be told that someone's going to like come and stop him, and it will be a uh, like a man in red, <laughs> like like one of those situations. I mean, honestly, then... he kind of does get into that, like something like that, when he's talking to Luigi. So I could totally see that. Yeah, so I think he's getting some sort of prophecy. He's try and he's like, okay, something happens to Mario and Luigi where they get sucked into the the Mushroom Kingdom, where maybe like Toad goes out to to get them, and then while they're coming back, Bowser interferes, and then they're somehow separated, and then Luigi's captured by Bowser for a short period of time, ends up breaking out. And kind of goes on his own adventure because, I mean, we see him facing off against, like, the dry bones. and That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, so he goes off, does his own thing, becomes freaking Luigi's Mansion Luigi, and then gets, like... Oh, love that. Then gets, like, back together with, with, uh, with Mario, and then they go and do their Super Mario Brother team-up while Mario's, like, training with Peach. Okay, I, I think I can get behind that. Especially if they throw in some Luigi's Mansion. Oh, yeah. I'm so sold. Yeah. I don't think you can have, like, him go into, like, a spooky palace or a spooky castle like that and not give us ghosts. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, what's 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 the the name of the professor from, like, Luigi's Mansion? Like, what if we. Like, what if he runs into him? (laughs) Dude. Ah, so many possibilities. I hate that this movie doesn't come out till April. Yeah, I do. I oh, it it looks like it's gonna be so good. But I, I like how they set Mario up to be like a badass at first when he's coming. Like, I think some of his phrases don't really work with Chris Pratt's voice. Like when he's like, "Let's go," I'm like, "Yeah, that was a little campy." (laughs) 
Yeah, just just a hair. But when he like jumps up and is like going to like smack down DK, and then he just grabs his face and smacks it, like smacks him around. Dude, I thought that was freaking hilarious. That was a. Mi- I was hoping to hear. I mean, you hear like a little grunting from Seth Rogen, but you actually you don't hear him talk. Yeah. Which I was hoping for, but I'll take what I can get. At least we heard uh, Anna Taylor Joy as the voice of Peach. I think she's doing great. Dude, a lot of people were bitching about her look. Yeah, I saw that too. They're just like, oh, it looks just like, just like a classic uh, Illumination character. How? <laughs> Freaking duh. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, like, like they're. I'm I'm trying to think of like other like female Illumination characters, and the only ones I can think of are, um. Gru's kids, she doesn't look anything like them. Um, he, she doesn't look anything like Gru's wife. Um, seeing they're all animals, so of course she doesn't look like them. Even in freaking uh, The Grinch, or I feel even The Lorax, even though I haven't seen The Lorax, none of the characters look like her. Yeah. So I think she looks really good. Yeah, she looks great. She looks like Princess Peach. And dude, I if I see one more comment, like they're they're just like, oh my god, yeah, it looks so good. Princess Peach looks so good. But why isn't she getting kidnapped by Bowser? Why does every single Mario storyline have to revolve around Princess Peach getting kidnapped by Bowser? Yeah, like, it doesn't on. have to start that way. Yeah, w- what's wrong with Peach like actually getting the chance to defend her castle? All right, I'm looking up. So I just went on the IMDb uh, page for this movie, and they have like all of the like new character posters out. Like the first oh, one dude. is is Luigi with all the dry bones, and he's holding a flashlight, which I feel is classic freaking. Oh, oh, dude, that Luigi's is such a mansion. Call. Oh yeah, but he's in like a spooky forest and everything. So freaking a. Does it show the one? I don't know if it will. And uh, was it his name? Three C Films, I think, on TikTok. Um, he, po- he pointed out one of the Luigi ones. Just like sounds weird. It says you just got Luigi'd. Yeah, that looks funky. <laughs> <laughs> like the hell is what is that supposed to mean? I think that's a stupid catchphrase that, that Luigi comes up I with swear, or will I say. Swear to, I swear to God, if he says that, I'm gonna freaking just pass out from cringe, probably. They give us one for Donkey Kong, which Donkey Kong looks great, too. All of the character designs look amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're updated and just, like, a little, have a fresher look about them, but they yeah, look there's good. nothing wrong with any of them. They look fantastic. Yeah, the one for the Mario looks so awesome. so crisp. The one for Mario, it's just him in, like, the Mushroom Kingdom, like, just surrounded by mushrooms with little toads kind of around him. Makes sense see what the next one is. I'm pretty sure the next one's like Bowser. Yeah, Bowser which looks awesome just has um him with his castle behind him and then Peach she has like the Mushroom Kingdom behind her and she looks she looks great. I'm actually g- kind of glad that she's kind of stepping up to the plate. <laughs> I am too. I love that. Kind of seems like she's carrying her weight a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's about damn time. I'm just kidding. And then, uh, then let's see. Toad. Could... Toad's is cool. Like he's in a field of the fire flowers with Mario. Oh, and... that's awesome. Yeah, with Mario and Peach in the back, with, like next to a campfire. Like that's that's, that's freaking sick. But this movie looks like it's going to be stunning. It really just looks like a love letter to every single Mario game that has come before. That has come before it. 
I mean, I know there's a movie, but still. Like, the fact that they're even throwing in freaking Mario Kart. Like, oh my god. Yeah, that's going to be the shit. Dude, did like, you I'm looking at all the a... other posters, but... um, did, Have you seen the poster where they're standing in front... Or Mario and Luigi are standing in front of the, uh, the their truck? Yes. Dude, that oh, looks so good. Yeah. Oh, I think... Yeah, you sent me the video that uh, showcased all the posters. Yeah, yeah that one dude, looks freaking incredible. Looks so crisp. Like, oh my god. Yeah, like, anyone who's complaining about this is freaking, like, up their own ass. This is, like, the best animation I've ever seen from Illumination. Oh, dude, hands freaking down. And, gosh, it's like... uh, Freaking, they look so good. Like, Like, Luigi, dude, like, oh my gosh. Right? Oh my god. Like I freaking love how he looks. I don't love the whole you got Luigi thing, oh, but yeah, whatever. Don't get me wrong. Like I I still appreciate though that they kept true to like Luigi's still just uh always slightly taller. Yeah. And he definitely doesn't he he's definitely taller. He doesn't have as much of a gut as Mario. So I appreciate yeah, just that they taller, still slimmer. That. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I my my hopes for this movie are through the freaking roof. My mine too. After the second trailer, like I, I am nothing but stoked. Like honestly, once these once they do presale tickets, I think I'm buying them day one. I am so freaking excited for this movie, dude. Same here. Oh freaking a, dude! The freaking posters that we were actually, I think those are fake. <laughs> Never mind. So you remember the posters that we originally saw, like where it was yeah. like, yeah. So that I thought were fake. They're on the IMDb, so I guess they're real. I, but that's uh, not what they look like. Yeah, I mean, I wish that Illumination would have just taken those designs and also made posters like that of Mario and Luigi. Yeah, but badass. I'm. I could not be more excited about this movie. Yeah. Honestly, like, I think I'm, I'm taking Iris, like, if I can find, like, a, a viewing that doesn't have very many people. Yes. Like, I think I'm taking her day one. Dude, yes. Like, that is going to be the yeah, shit. Yeah, I might see if uh, my buddy Ryan, Ryan wants to take his daughter to it. Because yeah. I know we were going to go see... um. Uh, we were gonna take his daughter to go see um, oh my God, what's that Disney movie? That, oh, Strange World. Um, but he feels uh she might not be able to sit through that one, so maybe she might have an easier time sitting through a uh, Mario. So definitely gonna talk to him, see if he wants to. Yeah. But <sighs> dude, and Anya Taylor Joy's voice as Peach. She is so good. Like, oh my god. Oh, dude, I I can't wait for this movie. I am so yeah. freaking pumped. Everything that I've seen out of this has been a win. Yeah, dude, I'm at a 10. Like, this trailer put me at a 10. Yeah. I'm just going to put it right now. 
I am going. I'm actually at the point. I'm not going to watch any more trailers if they come out. I'm too, as much as I want to hear Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I'm on the same level as you, man. Yep, I've I, seen all I, that I need to. Yep, I've seen enough. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's actually going to be like a nice surprise. Seeing the movie is actually hearing Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to avoid at like all the trailers from now on. Like, I just thought of something. What's that? What would you do if like Donkey Kong actually didn't speak in the movie? All Seth Rogen did was just like the grunts and. I don't think that would happen, but what would you do if Donkey Kong did not talk? He just did the grunts and all that stuff. Did like the classic, like, woo 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 Oh. I feel that's kind of like, oh, nothing against Seth Rogen, but isn't that kind of like overpaying an actor? Although I guess they do pay freaking Vin Diesel just to say, I am Groot. True. Dude, now you got me questioning it. Because, like, Donkey Kong doesn't talk in his games. People talk to Donkey Kong. Oh, that's true. I forgot. Son of a bitch. We might have just cracked this code. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Like, it's just going to be grunts and maybe, like, some chuckles. Like, dude, what if the only reason that they hired Seth Rogen is so we could get, like, a Donkey Kong, like, (laughs) laugh? (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I would totally be okay with that if that's the case. I don't know why I never thought of that, but that actually might be the case. Dude, I didn't think of that either. I was like I was just thinking, I'm like, dude, does Donkey Kong even talk? But no, like in and it's in every game, like Mario talks in his games. I mean technically Bowser never talks either, and he's he is talking in this one. Yes. That's not or does he? Necess- uh, okay, in so I've played... I know this isn't set in the Mushroom Kingdom. Well, kind of. It's like partially set in the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, Bowser... So I, I've played Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. And then they have another one that they... in Like Bowser's Inside Story. Bowser talks in that one. No shit, okay. Yeah, like he has like dialogue. And stuff like you don't hear him talk; you just hear like, and then that's it. And then like speech bubble, and then it's kind of the same thing. Okay, yeah, because I think like they do the same thing in um, what game did you say? Sorry, Superstar Saga. Okay, because yeah, they do the same thing in um, Mario, the newest Mario and Sonic game, when uh, it's it's Bowser and Eggman versus Mario and Sonic. Yeah, they do that that same shit. Yeah, so uh, he has speech. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, like, Mario and Luigi, like, even though they're talking, like, gibberish, they don't, they speak, like, people understand them, like, we yeah. just don't get, like, dialogue for them. Um, Dude, like Peach said, talks, just... Toad talks, but I, yeah, Diddy Kong talks. Huh. I know, uh, God, Cranky Kong before. talks. But I, I Dude, don't I feel know like if so I've ever bad. heard Donkey Kong talks. Dude, like, I literally know, like, nothing about the Donkey Kong franchise. All I know is Donkey and Diddy. That's it. I don't know any of the others. <laughs> yeah, so the old, like, I'm assuming the old uh, monkey that was standing next to Peach during Donkey Kong and Mario's battle. Yeah. I'm assuming that's Cranky Kong. 
Okay. Which Cranky Kong is just kind of Donkey Kong's grandfather, I think. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but yeah, he, they, Donkey Kong doesn't talk as far as I'm aware. I will have to, so Dude. Brielle has played more Donkey Kong games than I have. Okay. Uh, she had like the, like the GameCube growing up and Nintendo 64 and all that good stuff. Okay, yeah, because like honestly, I wasn't introduced. Because yeah, I never played Nintendo really as a kid, only at my friends' houses, and mostly like honestly, we just played Lego games together, so it was never really Mario games. So like honestly, I feel I wasn't introduced to not only Mario, not Mario, sorry, to not only Donkey Kong but Diddy Kong until like freaking like I played Mario Kart Wii and Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Yeah, my f- so I played a Donkey Kong game on the. I want to say the Nintendo DS. Okay. Um, and through that whole thing, I like like I said, people talked to Donkey Kong, but I think Diddy was the one that was doing most of the talking, and he was just like, "Come on, Donkey Kong or DK or whatever," and then he like they would go off. But I don't think Donkey Kong ever talked. So I think I'll be a little bit more upset if Donkey Kong does talk. <laughs> You know what? Same, because I would absolutely be okay if just hear <laughs> the whole freaking movie. <laughs> that would make the movie that like I would have to give a hundred for acting if that's what they ended up Dude, doing. Straight up, Seth Rogen would be my number one favorite, my number one pick for acting. Not Chris Pratt, not Charlie Day. <laughs> it's freaking yeah. Seth Rogen. If Donkey Kong doesn't talk the entire movie. I don't care what his performance is like. He's number one for me. Yep. Even just, call, we'll just even calling it Jack now. Black. Yep. Yep. We'll have to do top four because because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number one is already set in stone. Um. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm so pumped for this movie, dude. So are you at a ten as well, or are you? Absolutely. Lower? Now that we've come oh, up with yes. that theory about Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Dude. pumped. Uh, oh my god. Everybody listening to this, just remember, if Donkey Kong doesn't talk, we are the ones that made that, that revelation. Yep, we called just it. Just remember that. Yep, we called it. So, No need to thank us. So, I think I'd be pissed if like, at the very end he has dialogue. <laughs> it's like yeah. the entire movie he doesn't talk and then like an end cre- or a mid end credit scene they're just like he has like conversations and I'm like damn it like Diddy like Diddy Kong shows up and he's just like Diddy son of a bitch <laughs> damn you Nintendo <laughs> uh, well anyway um yeah if you guys haven't seen this trailer go freaking watch it this is such an amazing second trailer dude and you're cool <laughs> yeah I mean but I've never been cool so I probably don't know what cool is. Oh man, I'm <laughs> beyond pumped, and I could talk about this all freaking day. Yeah, same here. But um, we should probably get into our uh, headliner of the evening, um, which will uh, <laughs> not gonna spoil anything. But we definitely had some more nicer things to say about the Mario movie than uh, this movie. So, without further ado, Caleb, what do you say we get into our headliner? Say, let's do it.
right, so for this week's headliner, we'll be breaking down the 2022 sequel to Enchanted, Disenchanted, um, which you can watch right now on Disney+. Plus. It is a Disney Plus original. Um, yeah, so Caleb, do you want to let everyone know how we break down it? Wow, break down movies on this podcast. I would love to. If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of its kind as well yeah. as a percentage to compare this movie in like a, a hierarchy like a, a list if you will where the margins yes. are redonkulously close <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh so if you guys have not watched disenchanted yet um i'm about to spoil the whole damn thing so if you don't want the sequel uh, spoiled for you, uh, turn away now. Um, and if you're unsure, you're probably fine. <laughs> yeah, um, because um, spoiler alert: this movie just proves why this why Enchanted did not need a sequel. It was a perfect one-off film. It's a yep. Like like so, I had never seen Enchanted up until actually today, uh, November 29th. Or wait, no, I'm sorry. I watched it yesterday, November 28th. Never had seen it before. Um, but I freaking fell in love with it. I hate that I slept on this movie. It's a freaking great movie. Amy Adams, everybody's freaking great. Great. I love it. Um, especially Susan Sarandon. Oh my God, she's breathtaking. Um, but anyway, it's just such a great movie. And then they turn out this sequel. Um, yeah. It One, it's way too late, considering that the... First one came out in what 2013? It came out a ridiculously long time ago. Like I love how. And oh, I'm sorry, 2007. Yeah, it I came was, out. I was way, way too long ago. I love how in um when you just put en, you don't even get enchanted first. It's Encanto. That's freaking hilarious. Yeah, 2007, but, dude. Dude, I can't believe that's the year that Spider-Man 3 came out. And the Simpsons movie. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and freaking... Dude, TMNT also came out in 2007. (laughs) You screwed up, Disney. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. I mean, this movie... Like, Enchanted, like we said, great. This movie... You kind of missed the ball. I think yeah. there are some other things that you've released more recent that deserve a sequel. Not this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly. Um, but, you know, uh, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here. So let's uh, let's get into this plot. All right. Ten years after the events of the first film, Giselle, Robert, and Morgan Phillip are living happily together with their newborn baby, Sophia. Excuse me, sorry. However, life in Manhattan is starting to drag on them, so Giselle plans to move the family to Monroeville, a suburban town. The moving brings poor first experiences for them. Their new house needs to be renovated. 
Wait, I thought that they... Didn't they know that it needed to be renovated? Yeah. The way that they they're pointing out, they're just... Done. I don't I don't know what their deal was. Like they moved into an unfinished house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um I'm I'm sure that the landlord would have given them like another month or two at their apartment, but whatever. Or I mean I don't know if they were renting. They might have bought that it might have been his own apartment, but whatever. Um I don't know so yeah, how I mean, how those work. <laughs> yeah, I do I don't know how to do for how much New York apartments cost? I have no idea. And honestly, I don't want to know because, like, literally, you have to take out two mortgages just to be able to freaking afford rent um, for a New York apartment. Dude, it's ridiculous. Yeah. How, like, I'm so afraid of New York because of how expensive I hear it is. Yeah, dude. Same here. Like, I would literally have to... I don't even... Like, maybe if I was a lawyer... Or some shit like that. Yeah, I could probably live in New York, but other than that, yeah, I can't afford that shit. A lawyer or a doctor? That's that's how I could afford living in New York. So apparently, they do sell. I'm just I'm just looking it up right now. Like apartments in New York, they so they do sell apartments, like I'm ones sure. that you can buy. How about? Freaking no. How bad? Uh, whatever you think, but worse. Alright, just tell me. Hold on. My I, I want to get like an exact number on like square <laughs> footage and space and, and all that. Alright. Do you want me to keep reading while you figure that out? Okay. <laughs> oh, you got it? Okay. Yeah. Alright, let's hear it. Okay, it doesn't have square footage available. Damn. But it does so it's a studio apartment with one bathroom. Okay, dude, speaking of like the whole one bathroom, what I'm th- have you seen those New York apartments that are literally like the rent is like decently cheap for New York, but literally they all the tenants on the same floor have to say share the exact same bathroom. They don't have a bathroom in their apartment. Yeah. Dude, it's a community freaking, that's, bathroom. That's Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 level shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> F that. I'm sorry. I need. I don't care how much more I have to pay in rent. I have to have my own bathroom in my apartment. I am not doing a community bathroom. For that. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. So, I have to assume... So I'm looking so this is a a building on whatever like 31st Street is. So this is like I'm assuming the heart of New York City. Oh god. So I have to assume so a two bedroom apartment is 856 square feet. Okay. A one bedroom is 499 square feet. I can only assume that a studio apartment is less than 500 square feet. Yeah, I would assume so. Okay. So, less than 500 square feet. Which is not a lot. No. Like, I'm trying to think. That's less than half of my place in Provo. Jeez Louise. Oh my god. 
Yeah, that's probably the two. So that's probably the two bedrooms combined into one. And the bathroom. Oh, good lord. And even that might be over the 500 square feet. <laughs> like, that's, pu- that's pushing it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, a studio apartment with one bathroom. What do you think the rent would be on that? 2400 35 42 like 43 43 oh my god <laughs> i'm paying almost $4500 a month to barely have any walking room yep i could i and bet that's you without I could a, probably that's be- without a bedroom Oh my! That's a go- studio freaking apartment. If you want, so if you, you want a, a good amenity like a freaking bedroom, like that takes your your rent up another thousand. So literally, you can't have a living room. It's just like walk in. Here's my bedroom. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Does it so, even have a freaking kitchen? Uh, let's see. I'm going to assume no. That's like bullshit if they don't even give you like a freaking fridge and a stove. Like, come on. Yeah, they're showing all like the amenities. They don't have like a floor plan. Ah, damn. Come on, bastards. Oh, okay. That is horseshit. (laughs) What? So it's not even like a a full kitchen. It's kind of like what we have in in my house. Okay. Where it's like a sink, oven, and fridge all along one wall. Okay. Um yeah. But let me so, guess half the size. Easily. Dude, we have maybe I wouldn't I won't say triple, but over double the size. Jesus. So, one bedroom, so a one bedroom apartment, how much, so like I said, it's a thousand more. That's, so the, on the low end of the spectrum, you're paying 5250. Oh my God. On the high end, you're paying 5625. <laughs> and don't even get me on a two bedroom, two bedroom, 856 square feet. So that's actually really close to the first place in Provo that I lived. Okay, I remember that one. There, I was paying eight fifty, maybe nine hundred. Uh, you want to take a guess at the freaking cost of a two bedroom, one bathroom apartment in New 7, York? Seventy five hundred. Seventy five hundred. Dude, you're right on the freaking money. <laughs> I don't like being that close to ten grand. <laughs> yeah, seventy five thirty. Oh my god, I'm paying almost ten grand for a two bedroom apartment a month. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb just had to make that very clear. Um, New oh York sucks. <laughs> like, dude. Freaking Grace Randolph from Beyond the Trailer. I don't know how you afford to live there. 
Like, I love your content. Like, you literally, I've followed you since I've, like, started watching YouTube. God damn, how the hell do you afford it out there? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious what... Dude, you could freaking... <laughs> you could live in a Holiday Inn for cheaper than you can live. Oh, oh good lord. Like, no, like, I just looked just to see what, like, a Holiday Inn in, like, Manhattan or, like, near Times Square is. $169 a night. That's actually, like, really cheap, in my opinion, for New York. Yeah, so let's just, That's for like shits a and giggles, <laughs> $169 a night for a month. So let's say 30 days. That Oh, that's still, like, five grand. Never mind. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Actually, we how much, how much space money. is that, though? Like, because <laughs> <laughs> holiday it's still in. more than a studio apartment. Probably. Oh my gosh, it, you can get it for. Let's see, you can get it for like one fifty if you go through Muse Trip. Hell yeah, yeah. You New York, you can go jump in a creek. <laughs> Or fall into the ocean for all I care. Damn. Oh my god. Anyway, uh Yeah, if they do the and the idea of building or not building, buying uh an apartment, you can go to actual hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, they have enough to afford a freaking castle after selling their apartment. Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, like you said, uh, their new house needs to be renovated. Robert has to commute to continue his job, and Morgan feels like an outcast at her new school. Classic cliche teenage problems. Okay, dude. That... I don't like using this term. This just shows how pussy-whipped Robert was. <laughs> he has to commute at least an hour, right? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think. We're... Yeah, so he has to commute two hours a day for his wife that just got a little overwhelmed with the city. His daughter didn't want to move to the the to the countryside. No. It's like there there's no good reason why they move there other than Yeah, I've got one good reason. What's that? Amy Adams. Come on, Amy Adams is hot. I'm just going to say that right now. She you know is what? arguably like the hottest redhead working today. You know what? When you're right, you're right. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably uh, commute a couple hours for Amy Adams. <laughs> See? Uh, does it make me... Brielle, he make, didn't say that. And does it make me smart? No. <laughs> <laughs> but fair enough. When you, when you uh, hit me with that perspective, like, yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
All right. Uh, King Edward and Queen Nancy visit from Andalasia to present them with a wish-granting wand. Giselle meets Malvina Monroe, the arrogant head of the town council, council, and learns that she is hosting a fairy tale-themed ball where Malvina's son Tyson is the ball's elected prince. To help Morgan fit in, Giselle tries to get her elected as the ball's princess, but ends up unwittingly embarrassing Morgan, resulting in a falling out between the two. After consulting with her chipmunk friend Pip, Giselle, Giselle decides to use the wand and wishes her family's life to be a perfect fairy tale. By the next day, the town has transformed into a fantasy kingdom called Monrolasia. Morgan is happy with their new life, and Robert believes himself to be a brave adventurer. Malvina is now the town's evil queen with magical powers. Giselle also discovers uncharacteristically haughty... Haughty... Sorry... Okay, Giselle also discovers uncharacteristically haughty behavior and finds pleasure in mistreating Morgan. Realizing that she is slowly turning into a wicked stepmother, Giselle asks for help from the Magic Wand's instruction scroll. The scroll reveals that Giselle's wish is using up Andalasia's magic to change the real world into a fairy tale and that it will become permanent after midnight. Malvina learns about the Magic Wand and enlists her two servants, Rosaline and Ruby, to steal it. However, the scroll tells her that the wand can only be used by a true Andalasian. Giselle realizes that without the wand, she will lose herself to her wicked side, so she convinces Morgan to save themselves before sending her to Andalasia. There, Morgan learns that the kingdom's magic is transported to Mon Monrolasia through a vortex, and once the spell becomes permanent, Andalasia will be gone forever. Nancy and Edward suggest that Morgan use the magic of the memories to, to remind Giselle of her true self. Morgan recreates a childhood drawing of their family tree with pictures of their shared memories, then heads back to the real world with Nancy. Giselle, now under the influence of her evil, her, of her evil personality, challenges Malvina for the royal title of Monrelasia. Giselle sends Pip, who has been turned into a tabby cat, honestly one of the worst CGI cats I've ever seen, to steal back the wand while also sending Robert on an assumed futile search for Morgan. At the ball, Giselle and Malvina engage in a magic duel, with the former easily overpowering the latter. Morgan and Nancy meet up with Robert and Tyson before rushing into the town into the town hall to stop the duel. Morgan tosses her drawing to, to Giselle, who rips it, but the magic within brings the memories to life, restoring Giselle to normal. Not wanting the spell to be broken, Malvina takes Morgan hostage and demands the, demands the wand in exchange. Giselle surrenders the wand and Malvina breaks it in two. As midnight approaches, everything from Andalasia begins to disappear, including Giselle herself. While Robert and Tyson head to, stop, head to the top of the clock tower to delay the final chime, Giselle tells Morgan that by being her daughter, she is a true Andalasian, therefore capable of using the wand. Morgan wishes she were home with her mother, just as Malvina attempts to make the clock tower chime before it was destroyed. Morgan awakens in their house and finds everything normal again. Only she and Giselle are aware of the events, while everyone else believes it to be a dream. Giselle apologizes to Malvina for stepping over her plans, with Malvina allowing Giselle to join her council. Sometime later, Robert has moved his practice to Monroeville, Morgan and Tyson have started dating, and Nancy and Edward arrive for another visit to the Phillips in their, new, in their now happy life. <sighs> Don't this get was... me wrong. <laughs> Sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> nope. I think you're... I, I love where you're going. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. 
I really enjoyed seeing these characters come back. Um, Amy Adams once again kills it, but this movie did not need a sequel. The Enchanted just ends it so perfectly um, with, um, oh my god, uh, Prince Edward and uh, what's Adina Menzel's Nancy. character? Nancy. You know, they get married in uh, Andalasia. You know, they live happily ever after. Um, Giselle and, uh, oh my god. Robert. Pet. Robert, I'm sorry. I'm horrible with names. Giselle and Robert and uh, Morgan. It's more, yeah. Uh, Morgan uh, live happily ever after in their apartment. Uh, Giselle becomes like a like a real mom to Morgan, which is wonderful. I love that. It's it's just such a perfect ending. And then we get the sequel that you know you get Morgan being a teenager and her being like, oh, she's not my real mom. She or even though like she, I love how like at the beginning, um, she like is calling her mom. You know, like, you know, like, seems like everything's fine. And then, like, halfway through, she's just like, she'll never be my mom. She's just my stepmother. How, like, how can you just not realize that, Dad? Like, dude, this movie was so freaking cringy. (laughs) I, I, I'm sorry. I never really, no, I never wanted to see Teenage Morgan. Like, I didn't need that storyline of, oh, now that Morgan's a teenager, um, it changes Giselle's, like, total view on what she wants in her happily ever after um and then like really was there a point of them even having a child together the freaking i for, i honestly already forgot their uh, daughter, daughter's name didn't add anything to the story she was just there um yep. um also did she did she look i know this will go into effects but did she looked like cgi in some scenes <laughs> A little bit, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not the only one. Like she legit looks CGI. Um, and then freaking um, Patrick Dempsey's character. Um, our, what's his name again? Robert. Dude, Robert he was a complete and utter buffoon. Yeah, I was telling Caleb, you didn't even need him in this sequel. Th- this is like a slap in the face to Patrick Dempsey, who is an amazing actor, but. They literally did nothing with his character in this. Like, literally, um, once uh, the whole fairy tale thing takes over, um, he's just like, oh, yeah, I got to, you know, go on an adventure to, you know, like, be the man of the house. And that's literally all that you get from him. Mike, cool. Dude, they just needed to change one aspect to him to make him infinitely more interesting. What's that? They just had to give him his memories of the real world. Yes. That's all you had to do, people. You just had to give this lawyer that doesn't know any better. Like, you could have had the exact same storyline. It would have been way funnier if he knew what the hell was actually going on. Like, if his memory wasn't altered where he remembered, like, oh, this isn't right. That would have made it so much funnier, in my mind. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, even the um, part where he's, like, trying to, like, vanquish the foul beast, even though, like, that whole scene is, like, played for comedy, I didn't laugh once. I didn't either. I think it would have been funny if they, they, like I said, if he had the memories of the real world and was just trying to, like play along with this storybook fantasy and just like, okay, I guess this is what I have to do. And then that would have been so great. Yeah. 
How funny would that have been? Dude, I was going to laugh my ass off if when he gets blown away by the, by the beast, as he's like flying through the air, I'm like, God, imagine if like he just like got burnt to a crisp and died. Imagine if that was how ballsy that would have been of Disney. <laughs> Congratulations, you killed your husband. <laughs> Good job, Giselle. We're all so proud of you. Dude, this movie... Like you said, did not need to happen. It felt all over the place too. It really did. Like, um, like it never seemed to follow one person for very long. Like we no, got a didn't. little bit of Giselle, and then she kind of got put to the back burner for a little while, and then it followed Morgan for a little bit, and then like it's just jumping around from person to person. I'm like, freaking pick a lane. It, I feel the three that I really tried to focus on were yeah, Giselle. Uh, Morgan and Malvina. Those were the three that it really tried to like balance the focus on, but it it didn't work. Nope. Take take a take a a note from the first one where they only focus on Giselle. That's how it should be. Yeah, you focus on one character and give like a side B story. Yeah, like. Honestly, I think this would have worked with pure focus on Giselle and maybe Robert. Yes. Yeah. But I think you, you just they just try to balance way too much. And get like what you said, give us a story that's completely unnecessary. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And that really sucks saying because the first one is so, so good. Yeah. But it's like the like you said, the first one ended perfectly and then it's like oh but here's a little road bump boop oh now we're back to happily ever after can we talk about the ending of this one though how when they close the storybook you see i think it's a fly or or no it's it's um uh oh my god is it a firefly that closes the book and it actually like winks at the camera i'm like i swear to god if there's a third one (laughs) (laughs) where can you take a third one worst yeah, I'm like, you did not just freaking wink. No, do not try to set up a third one, because there's literally nowhere else you can go with this. Like, Morgan and Giselle have an understanding. Um, Robert's just there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, he is. Like, he actually had a story in the first one. He actually had character development in the first one. He has yep. nothing in this sequel. Dude... <laughs> uh, Honestly, if 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 this movie was to have if or if this movie just like needed to be made, you know what it it needed to do? It needed to go to Andalasia and focus on Edward and Nancy. I would have loved that. Yeah, like yeah. Giselle, like Giselle, Robert, and Morgan have to go to Andalasia to help Edward and Nancy because they are having marital problems. Yeah, that you know what, and honestly, that would actually make a lot of sense considering that you know she's coming from the real world; he's an animated character. Um, to him, it only like true love, like all, uh, you know. You, you see someone there, oh, true love, true love's first kiss. That's all you need. Um, whereas in, like, the first one, um, Giselle realizes, you know, like, hey, you know, like, 
that's not really all it takes to actually love someone. You need to actually get to know them, you know, go on a date, all that stuff. Um, and I would have loved to see Rob, not Robert, I'm sorry. Um, our Nancy's version of that being like, Hey, you know, I kind of, we might've rushed into this. I don't know if this is really going to work out. And like you said, yeah, bringing, uh, Robert and Giselle into Andalasia. And yeah, that would have been a way better idea for a sequel. Yeah. It would have made sense. You could have kept the name and everything. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) And you just needed to make the 2d animation not suck. Yeah, dude, when, uh, freaking, um, like, when it first, uh, showcased, um, Andalasia in the beginning, I'm like, okay, I, I get where Caleb's coming from. Doesn't look as good as the, the first one, but it's not bad. It's when, uh, Morgan, like, is transported into Andalasia. I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, this is definitely not as good as the first one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and we will be getting into that. Um, but, th- dude, the story was just, so lazy. Like on, on, honestly, another <laughs> I hated um because I love these two actresses and I liked the characters that they were, but I just wish I feel that they were just throwaway characters. Was um oh my god, her uh oh Rosaline and Ruby. Yeah, yeah, they freaking sucked. Yeah, like, I love the actresses, and, like, they actually, like, banter off of each other very well, but their characters are just so wasted. Mm-hmm. Gosh, dude, this could have been such a good movie, and one that actually felt like it needed to be told. Like, yeah, looking at you, Hocus Pocus, too. Yeah, what the hell is up with... Fair. <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, like, it sucks that, like, we got two... Um, I'm sorry to say, straight to Disney Plus sequels this year that, one, were far too late, and two, were not even close to as good as the original. Yeah. That really sucks. <laughs> Dude, they they need better... I don't know like what the hell they're thinking, but they need better writers. They really do. Like, I hate that studios uh like honestly disney think that oh just because uh it's going straight to disney plus it literally can just uh be uh written by someone that would do disney channel movies and that's like nothing against disney channel movies some of them are actually really good but when i think of a sequel to hocus pocus or enchanted no i want it actually as well written as the first one i don't want a disney channel sequel I want yeah. an actual, true sequel. Yeah, this is the freaking bullshit that I felt with, like, any Disney sequels. Like, yeah. there are not very many Disney sequels that are better than the original. There's some. Like, I think the Peter Pan, like, Return to Neverland. I love that one as a sequel. That one is really good. I, I like I said, I dare say think it's better than Peter Pan. Like, um, but can Little we count Mermaid- Pixar or just Disney? I'm going to suggest Disney because Pixar Damn. does a decent job. It does oh, better. A, it does better than Disney. I think the only Pixar movie that like the sequel is like exceeds the first one in every way to me is Toy Story Two. Fair, but I'll give you the that. other ones. The other ones, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Like, do like I understand that you're like making this for children. 
But why does that have to affect your quality? Yeah. I hate to tell you people, kids are very smart. You don't have to dumb shit down for them. Yeah, like, they're gonna, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like as an adult, a lot of those movies are for me, in a way. Because I have to sit and watch them with my children. Yeah. Like, yeah, speaking of, um, did you show Iris either of Enchanted or Disenchanted? Or do you feel she's still a little too young for him? Uh, we didn't, we, so me and Brielle watched Disenchanted on our own, but we did okay. watch Enchanted with her, and she, she seemed to like it. Like, yeah, she loved the songs. Awesome. Yeah, um. But mm. this, this song, this freaking movie, we'll get into this with music. Dude, I love that, hell. um, I, I saw on the freaking, like, on the Wikipedia page, it's just, uh, the director pointed out, oh yeah, we, we absolutely wanted to have more songs in this one than the first one. I'm like, yeah, that was your first mistake. The first one had the first one had a perfect amount of songs. Yeah, even though they were like repeat. <laughs> I was okay with it. Yeah. But it, it was I said it's just unfortunate. I had I had decent hopes for this, but this isn't something I that too. I would like like this is something I would turn on for my kids and then leave the room. Oh yeah, I don't see myself going back to watch Disenchanted. Enchanted, oh absolutely! Like yeah. I kick myself for, like I'm amazed that I don't think they've re- released this one yet on 4K Disney. What the hell? Um, but when they do, I'm definitely buying it because I, I mean, I can buy it on Blu-ray right now, but I think I'm just gonna hold out for the 4K release because I feel that there's gotta be one soon. Um, but yeah, that one will absolutely be watched occasionally. This sequel, it's a one and done. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, the only reason that I would watch this again is if my kids just happened to turn it on. Yeah, if like Iris is just like, oh, I watched Enchanted, let's watch Disenchanted. Yeah. It's like, or, alternatively, yeah. we can watch anything else. <laughs> it's like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. There was never a sequel to Enchanted. It was just a one movie. Dude, it it was bad. I think that would be the only t- the only good time to to lie to Iris. Yep, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know where exactly I'm sitting with story here, because like I said, it like the story itself was very cliche, but yeah. it wasn't done well. No, it, it was a cli- like you said cliche story, but just. Did not do well. It jumped from character to character in such like a jumbled, almost disorientating way. Because it jumped to them at random times, too. I'm like, I don't give a shit what Morgan's (laughs) doing right now. Yeah. Oh, so frustrating. Yeah. It's like, I want to see what the hell. Or. Actually, that's not true. I felt when she pushed Morgan. I was like, okay, let's follow Morgan now. Nope. Nope. Don't get we to don't... see her for another 20 minutes. Yeah. you freaking. We follow <laughs> Giselle doing her bullshit musical number with Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Dude, whenever like they would have Robert show up, I'm like, oh, hey, I forgot you were in this movie. Yeah. Oh, we thought you were dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you actually do have a storyline. <laughs> Could have fooled me. Yeah. It's, it's just a classic example of... An A story being bad, a B story being bad, and then trying to throw in a C story that's kind of fun, but not. Yep. Just did not work. 
Shit. I, I, I'm at a 70. I'm at like 67. Completely fair. All right, moving on over to writing. It wasn't any better. It was not any better. It was... It was, like you said, like or like we've already stated, it's just cliche, just dumb writing. Like, it, it felt like the writers didn't put any effort into it. it like, seriously, um... Uh, well, okay, there's like one... It's not really even smart, but at least that she called it out. When Morgan, it's like her first day at school, and you know, since uh, they have so when they first get to their house, there's a sweet moment where uh, Giselle shows Morgan her room, how she decorated, how pretty it looks, like she decorated to her liking. It looks really, really nice. You can tell she put a lot of care into it, and Morgan loves it. But then, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you know, movie got a movie, so uh, she flips on the light. <laughs> she flips on the light, and of course, uh, you know, the electricity is not good, so it starts a starts a fire, and it burns all of her clothes. Um, and so on her first day, um, Morgan can't wear any of her clothes, so she has to wear some of Giselle's clothes, which you know, like have like all flowers on them, all skirts, no pants. Um, and, you know, of course, like, the cool girls or the popular girls point out, oh, my God, like, look at all the flowers that are on her her dress. Like, oh, my God, is she in, like, elementary school or something? I don't think, like, they said it like that. Dude, um, or did they? They might have, for all I know. <laughs> um, but I did appreciate that she... classic bully dialogue. And it no, was horrible. But I, it was, but I appreciate that she pointed out, like, oh, God, you know, like, classic, uh, you know popular girls pointing out this kind of, I forget exactly what line she says but she does point out the cliche I'm like okay yeah, that doesn't make it I, better it doesn't <laughs> but for some reason like that just I, makes I me know appreciated that, that I know but for I, okay for me that just points out that the writers knew what the hell they were doing and didn't fix it they tried <laughs> to back it up and you're just like no no you should have just taken it out yeah like I hate that cliche. Like, dude, people picked on me in high school. It was never that blatant. Yeah, dude, same here. <laughs> like, I couldn't tell when people were talking about me. Like, I just accidentally would stumble across a rumor about me and be like, oh, who started that? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what would freaking happen. Like, not people being like, oh, look at him. Like, <laughs> there was this... Speaking of, like, people commenting on, like, what you wear, there was this old lady that started chatting up with me, um, and she, <laughs> like, this, like, pissed me off, what she said. Um, she commented on how, I don't understand why, you know, like, people that are in their, like, 30s or 40s, I see them wearing these, like, superhero shirts with, like, Thor and Iron Man. Like, come on, like, grow up. Like, you can watch the movies, but I don't understand why you have to, like, wear it on your shirt. Come on, you're supposed to be an adult. Don't act like you're still a kid. I'm like, screw you, bitch. Like, I'm gonna wear whatever the hell I want. Yeah. Like, 90% of my wardrobe is superhero attire. And that's awesome. I love that. I'm basic, like, I don't really, see, this is what's weird about me, like, I love, like, designs on my, like, hoodies, like, pullover hoodies, you know, like, I got some All Bros, I even got, like, some Ghostbusters, Hawkeye, that shit, I love those on pullover hoodies. Shirts, though, like, I really don't have a lot with, uh, 
like designs on them. It's mostly just like plain V-necks or like the polo shirts. I'm basic when it comes to just shirts, but hoodies I'm not. Yeah, I keep my shirts basic too. Like all of my Albro shirts are designed the same way, where it's the the our normal logo, like the red and blue or red, white, and blue logo on the front. Like on the pocket yeah. area, and then the back has like whatever artwork that I'm like super into. Yeah, see, um, but yeah, when she said that, I'm like, screw you. Yeah, and she like yeah, she like, like literally got into your the kids are probably never going to visit you in the home they put you in. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Dude, like straight up, and like freaking um, she she was just shitting on our generation. And I'm just like, okay, I'm sorry that we can't be exactly like you were. Times change. We have to adapt. Um, do, yeah, it do must you have want been these ni- apples or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have time to sit and talk to you about our generation. Crazy bitch. Uh, <laughs> it's like, God, yeah. So like come come back to me when you're actually able to uh pay for a house out of pocket instead of having to take out two mortgages um in this day and age yeah freaking hell yeah <laughs> dude there's some old people that i really like and then there are others that i just cannot stand yeah right like i hope your nurses are mean to you <laughs> <laughs> oh dude like straight up but anyway (laughs) getting back to you know cliches yeah Yeah. which is just complete just straight that should be the definition of the writing of this movie cliche yeah cliche and self-aware because they knew what they were doing but they they still chose to go the stupid route yeah it's like they didn't put any thought into it they didn't. Like, oh, where? It's... where is the love that I felt the first one had? Yeah, dude, straight up. The first one just seemed to have so much care. It wanted to tell a very good fairy tale story, which it did. Um, but this yeah, sequel I mean, was just was like... Was it cheesy? Was the dialogue cheesy then? Absolutely. I feel, though, it worked, though, because yeah, she was just... Yeah, it absolutely tra- worked in... In yeah, she favor. had just got tr- yeah, it, she had just got transported out of a fairy tale story. That makes complete sense that it's going to be that kind of writing. This one, considering that she's been living in New York City for 10 years, the writing that is around her and even the writing that comes out of Giselle's mouth or the lines that come out of her mouth, it shouldn't be this cliché. You've had 10 years to adapt to how New Yorkers talk, how us in this world talk. Yeah, come on. Dude, and I am calling bullshit on Morgan still being in school. Yeah. Like, how old do you think she was? And, like, I thought she so, was, like, 9, 10. Th- I think that's what she was supposed to be. Because in this one, yeah, she's 16. Um, yeah. But no. it's actually, like, they, they, I think they actually said that. If you're, like, going off, like, the actress's age. Yeah, she was, like, 8 or 9. Um, and considering that this is, takes place 10 years later, she would have been about 20 years old. So, yeah, she would have been graduated from high school, everything. So it would have made sense. Um, this, I mean, this goes into acting. But the actress that played Morgan in the original one was actually recast in this movie because the actress that they replaced her with is closer to the age that they were work they wanted her to be. Um, but, yeah, the fact that they're just like, oh, yeah, 10 years later. Um, 
Oh, you know what? I for I forgot. They actually do say that Morgan is six and enchanted. All right. She looked older than six. She was absolutely older than six. But yeah. I, okay, if they establish that that she is six, I do remember them doing that because they, uh, her and uh, her dad were talking. I forget what they were talking about in a cab ride. Um, but she's just like, yeah, I'm only six. How? Why am I supposed to understand that or some shit like that? Okay, I'll I'll let that slide then. Yeah. But so that's the reason why I guess that they wanted to recast. Um, but yeah. Anyway, we'll save that for acting. Um, but yeah, just the writing is so cliche. It's so cliche. It's not good. I I think it's I better than the story, good. though. Yes, I would agree with that. But like, not by much. I'm only going up like a point seventy-one. <laughs> I think I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. I think I'm going like a 70. I mean, that's three points higher for you. Yeah. So. It, it, like, the reason I'm going 70 is because it was just below average. Like, my my yeah. my scale, or the way that I do it, is like my, my baseline is 75. And you're working from a 75. I like and that. And it's just... And then, like, if it's a little bit above average, you can get up to, like, an 85, and it's, like, really good, 90. So, it's just a little bit below average, just because of the cliches, but I think I properly hit the my critique on that in, my, in the story. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just dialogue itself, I'm not going to hit it too hard, or too much harder. Yeah. Alright, in acting, uh, we have Amy Adams, who played Giselle, Patrick Dempsey, who plays Robert, Maya Rudolph, who played Malvina, uh, Gabriella Baldacino, who plays Morgan, James Marsden, who plays Edward, uh, Adina Menzel, who plays Nancy, and then we'll throw in the other two. Yvette Nicole Brown, who plays Rosaline, and Jayma Mays, who plays Ruby. Um, I was telling Caleb this, because apparently I am very bad at recognizing um, Adina Menzel. I think it's because the bangs. That's what was throwing me off. Um, I straight up thought that they recasted her character for this movie. But no, she plays she plays her in both movies. I had no idea. Yep. Yeah, it was I'll I'll say this, my biggest complaint about the first one is that they did not use Idina Menzel to her fullest potential. They didn't um I mean, I'm sure considering that came out in 2007, I don't know if she was really singing that much back then, so that could be the reason why. I don't um, know. She's professionally trained. She okay. Cuz I mean, Frozen came out what, like 5 years after that? Yeah, um, I'm pretty mm. sure she's on Broadway now. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, she's had some serious acting, or, um, not act. well, I guess acting, or singing, like if she's on Broadway. Yeah, no, no, you got a point. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I will say I am glad that they used her a little bit m more for singing, 
in this. And I do think her songs were probably the best. Yeah, I'll fully admit I liked her uh, memory song better than, I'm sorry to say, the songs that Giselle got. Yeah. Like, uh... dude, how were they cringy? Yeah, and like, like, why are you gonna do Amy Adams dirty like that? Yeah, like I, she can sit. She like like Adina Menzel, in my opinion. Amy Adams also has the voice of an angel. Yeah, I mean she's not as professionally trained or whatnot, but true. What's throwing me off, like really bad, is how how the hell they pulled it off in the first one, but couldn't snap the ball on time with this one. Yeah. Like, when she went to go sing in this one, it was awkward. Yeah, it really was. Like, and I know that's the point, because that's how the first one is. Like, oh, oh, do you guys just, like, break into song whenever you can? No, but it was awkward. So, okay, with the first one, when she started singing, I felt awkward for Robert. Okay, yeah, that's true. With this, I felt awkward for her. Yeah, that... Which is... (sighs) It felt like in the first one also, like, how, like, everyone joined in, like, with with a lot of her numbers. No (laughs) one joined in on this one. Yeah, no one. They're just, like, all looking at her like, what the hell? Like, especially the guy that, like, she takes the broom from when she's doing, like, the song that she sings at the new house. Like, the look that he gives her, especially even when she gives it her back, he's just like, the fall lady? And then just goes back to work. I'm like, calm your ass down, dude. You're in a musical. It felt so odd. It was. It was. It was bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think it's even Morgan that says the line. Oh, do you? Or, I can't remember who says the line, but someone says the line in this movie that. Um, oh, do all you Andalusians just um, sing whatever? You, whenever you're trying to get a point across, like you don't talk, and one of them's just like, "Yep, when we can." I think that was Edward. That that says that was. It. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, Which, yeah, I mean, that, that was sense. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was actually funny. Um, Alright, what's your uh, what's your top three? Um, number three, I would... Um, I would probably give to... Um, hmm... It's freaking tough, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Okay, you know what? Number three, I'll give to... Uh... Ah, damn it. This is hard. Um. Okay, sorry, because I always forget her name. Um, sorry, one second. I apologize. Um, okay, you know what? I'll just... I'll save number three for, for last. Uh, number one, um, absolutely Amy Adams. Um... She she is definitely doing her best in this movie. Um, it's She is not as good in this one as she was in the first one, but it is not her fault, in my opinion. It's nope. The, it, it is the script that she was giving. given. She is trying her best so much. She is trying so hard. But unfortunately, uh, the script lets her down. Um, Dude, I will say the only thing that she said that I actually like laughed at was when she realized like her situation, like when she uh, 
realized that she was like turning into the evil stepmother and she's just like oh my gosh my hair is so high and my shirt is so low <laughs> i'm like yeah, that like was... that made me laugh and then I, like after that i was just like there wasn't very much that made me laugh after that yeah like yeah that's that's um, well done <laughs> um number uh can i actually do four is that okay yeah sure okay uh number two it's the same thing with Amy Adams. Or like I feel the same thing with this actor with Amy Adams. I'd give it to James Marsden as Edward. Like he is doing his best with what he's given. He's still so great as Edward, but he's barely given anything to work with in this movie and it sucks cuz he was so incredible in the first one just like Adams, but he's barely given jack shit to do in this movie. Um this and is exactly four... why I think he should have been the focus of this one. Yeah, like come on, um, and then number number three and four, like it's not. I would say it's like almost tied, but I feel like I liked number three just a little bit more. Um, three and four, I would give to Yvette Nicole Brown, and then for Jama Mays, is it is it Jama or Jaima? Jama, Jama. I love I love these two actresses. And I really wish that the characters were written better because I love what they were trying to do with these characters. I laughed whenever they were on screen together. They bantered off each other so well. Yvette, she is so good at comedy. Like, if you've seen Drake and Josh, her as Helen, she's freaking incredible. She's one of the best parts of that whole show. Um, and this one, she just absolutely delivered once again with her being like her, the true right hand um, to Maya Rudolph's character. Um, just how she just took her shit. Um, I especially love the part where towards the end, like um, when um, she's um, Maya's talking to Amy Adams and um, she sees that the, her seat is vacant. She like starts leaning towards it. She's like, not your seat. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> just like just a little shit like that. Like I, fr- I freaking loved it. I love those two. And I just wish that they had more to do. And I just wish that their characters had more of a purpose. They really were just there to, compliment Maya. I know that was kind of the point. Um and I did find it funny that both of them get turned into toads. That was kind of, that was a slap in the face for Rosaline that she really thought Ruby was the only one that was going to become a toad cuz she thought that she was um what is her actual name? Uh Malvina's favorite, but it turns out she really hated them both. Um they well she thought that they were both dumb. Um so yeah, that that's my top 4. That's fair. Um, my number one, I think I'm actually going to give to James Marsden. <laughs> Dude, I don't blame you. I love it because I like he was the only one that like consistently felt exactly how he did in the first, even though he was animated like way worse. Like his yeah, his voice like still projected, and he still like acted like how. Edward was. So I loved it. Amy Adams, I'm giving a close number two. Like, really freaking close. Because, again, she did the best she could with what she was given. Yeah. And, unfortunately, what she was given was not very good. No. Uh, my number three, surprisingly, I'm going to give to Gabriella Baldacchino, who plays Morgan. That's As- absolutely fair. As cheesy as her acting, or not acting, her dialogue was, I think she played it off pretty well. 
Like all agree. like my writing issues have nothing to do with how she delivered the lines. It had everything to do with what was being said. Yeah, that yeah, that's fair. But I think she did a, a fantastic job. Like kind of playing that like Cinderella role. It was really yeah. funny. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, so that's what my top three looks like. I like it. Alright, what are you sitting with uh with your acting score then? I would say that I am probably a little I am higher um than both story and writing, just not by much. Um so acting I'll go a seventy five. That's actually exactly where I was sitting too. Hell yeah. It was just as average as average can get. Yeah, it really was. And it's the writing's fault because you have a really good cast, like a great cast. Yeah. Um, but just the writing just doesn't give them the due that they deserve. Yeah. You jacked up royally. Yeah. First off, like, yeah, first off, you did not have to give um, Giselle a, a baby. Completely no, unnecessary. So wasteful. Yeah, it's like the baby was just kind of like sidelined. Like you freaking handed her off to the fairies to watch. Yeah, seriously though. Which I gotta God, say, uh, the fairies were creepy. Yeah. Like so, and not in like like ooh they scare me away. It's so the they get out of the freaking moving van or their vehicle, like getting into their new getting to their new house these three women are like come and like they don't even introduce themselves and they're no, just kind of like oh what a cute baby if you ever need someone to watch them i don't know you stranger <laughs> be like get out of my house get out of my house get out of my house yeah i was like uh how about no yeah um <laughs> And then it's like, oh, they turn into fairies. I'm like, okay, like so you you set them up to be fairies, and it was but just since when do fairies come across as that creepy? Yeah, like the human forms, like he, they were in there for no other purpose than to take care of the baby, like get the baby out of the yeah. way. So guess what? Get rid of the baby. Yeah, e- exactly. I get you're trying to be like Sleeping Boot. You're trying to throw in a reference to Sleeping Beauty, but no, you didn't need to. Yeah, like you could have had the fairies still in this movie without the baby. Yeah, would have been fine, but freaking stupid. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely stupid. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like this other thing that felt bad, but whatever. Um, so yeah, acting, sitting at 75, character development, there was not a lot. No. Um, and I feel what ruins the character development for me is the fact that the begin, the first movie sets because I'm, I'm sorry, I, I have to relate with the way that this sequel is told to the first movie because it's a sequel. You're going to compare it to the first one. That's how a sequel works. So the fact that in the first one, it, I feel it is set up very well that Morgan accepts 
Giselle as a mother figure. More so, not even like a really stepmom, but she sees her as more of her mom because she didn't really, she didn't really even know her mom. Her mom just walked out on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so considering that, you know, Giselle actually reads her bedtime story, she takes her shopping, she does like, she's like a true motherly figure to her. Like I said, she considers her her mom. And then in this one, even though I get she's a teenager, but still we do a freaking 180 of her being like, oh, no, she's just a stepmother to me, and that's all she'll ever be. Um, and so that sets into effect the character. Oh, sorry. You're hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. I thought her mom died. No. Um, her mother walked out? Yep. Why... Why in the actual hell would you not use that? Yeah, right? Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I thought... Uh, yeah, I thought that she had died too, but then when they're uh, in the first oh, one, when, uh, my... when Patrick Dempsey and her are sitting down at dinner, um, he points out, like, oh, you know, uh, you know, love, sometimes your uh, happily ever after doesn't exist. You know, I thought I was getting one with, with my wife, but then I realized once I really got to know her that I didn't. And then, you know, she walked out and of course I had to take full responsibility of Morgan. That's your movie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. That what in the, that's the freaking movie right there. That son of a bitch. How do you... Uh, I thought... Okay, I thought the mom died. I thought, okay, mom's out of the picture completely. Walked out? You can come back from that. Yeah. What in actual shit? Okay, really quickly, I'm gonna... Okay, like, because I'm kind of second-guessing myself, because I swear... She did walk out. Uh, Like, I swear... Dude, if she... If... Okay, like, I wasn't paying super close attention when that scene happened like when they had that conversation but it it is kind of like ring a little bit of a bell that's your freaking story yeah you've had your happily ever after you have a a family in this in this new reality that you live in and suddenly up here comes real mom coming in to like reclaim her spot and then you can have this bullshit like oh Oh my gosh, dude, then you could have her be the evil queen in this, like, little messed up reality. Are you shitting right? me? Right? Where dude, is the writers dropped the ball even harder than I thought they did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, but I, I swear, I'm like 99% sure that, yeah, the mom just walked out. So the fact that they try to set up the character development in this one, that, oh, yeah, she she's only a stepmother to her, and so we have to do this story with Giselle that um, she becomes the truly uh, wicked stepmother, um, and she's, like, really coming into her true form, but she's, like, trying to fight it. Just It's just so stupid, and I hated it so much. It was bad. It's and a like it's a slap it, in the face to the first one. Yep. The so the character development on this, I I couldn't in good conscience do this on one character, like obviously Giselle, because she was the supposed main focus of this. Like it, it kind of was a a Giselle Morgan relationship that yeah like developed, 
but it it didn't it was tough like like you said it's just like a cliche arc where it's like oh now you're just my stepmother oh now i remember like why i love you and then boom back to like good relationship after you save save her from this um this becoming the evil stepmother like come on this movie could have been so much better like you i dude in the okay yeah so yeah so someone just proved it yeah so they like had the same thing uh that they like their entire family thought that the mother died but yeah they remember the scene in the italian restaurant that he straight up says the reason why he doesn't believe in happily ever afters is because his wife just walked out on him and morgan dude we in this in this hour that we've been discussing this movie we have already come up with two alternative stories that are infinitely better than this movie yep like option one, you focus on Edward and Nancy, and Nancy like struggling with this whole happily ever after bullshit because she's in from the real world. And then Giselle and Robert and Morgan have to go back to Andalasia to like help. But guess what? Animation's expensive. I get it. Like, don't want to do that. Do the freaking mother coming back into the picture? Are you shitting me? That would have been so good. <laughs> that really would have. I would have told. I, that would have honestly, even though this movie Enchanted didn't need a sequel, that one I could have excused for giving it a sequel for like trying to patch up a loose end of like, oh, what actually really happened to Morgan's mom? Yeah, like that would have been perfect. Where it's Morgan kind of focusing more on this relationship with her estranged mother. They get closer. Giselle is jealous about it, like has a couple sad songs about it. And then she makes this wish that, Oh, I wish like things were like a fairy tale where like, she was just kind of like gone or whatever, (laughs) like, or whatever you think, whatever you think, like including the whole wishing thing. And then it turns into like where she's the evil stepmother. And, like, is trying to get rid of the mother and and blah, blah, blah. But Morgan, like, has this sense of, like, duty to, like, free her from this this fate. And, like, you could have pulled off this entire story with that back story. And it would have been so much better. Yeah. And then it's, so like... So much better. Then it's, like, instead of the whatever bullshit, like, weird relationship that Giselle now has with Malvina, she now has, like... Oh, a tight knit relationship with her mother, or like with Morgan's like biological mother, and being like, "Oh, we can share." Like that would have been such good growth. Yep. Gosh, and you still could have like my Rudolph's like. Okay, Maya Rudolph might might have been a bit of a stretch for Morgan's mother. <laughs> Dude, I just thought, yeah, thought the same thing. I think but hey, you know what? It, pro- it off. Maybe you honestly could have. I feel, and it probably would have been better than what we got here. It oh, still would have been better. You 
dropped the ball, Disney. You dropped it so freaking hard. Yep. Um, but anyway, enough of what it could have been. <laughs> um, what it was was completely average. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did appreciate like the parts of like where she's like fighting it, like trying to be like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, still the good Giselle, but then she's just like, oh, but you know what? I like this evil side. I like being able to transition into the this role. So, and I feel that just proves like how good of an actress Amy Adams is. Um. With how she's just able to play two different parts, um, so I I really liked that. Um, yeah, but like her voice change between like good and evil was just like all like really breathy and just high pitched, and then as soon as she went evil, it's just low, low tones. Yeah, and I'm like oh it. damn, <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. I loved it. Um, but it's just. It the the development makes no sense if you're thinking about what happens in the first one. Yeah. At no point was Morgan, and I know she was only six years old, but still, at no point was she just was she like, oh no, she's just my stepmother. That's all she is. No, it's established in the first one. Well, you got to think too. Like I, I am going to play devil's advocate here for the for the movie because. At the time, she was six years old. She's now like angsty teen. Like you're not really my mom. If okay, fair enough. Yeah. So that's just that's devil's true. advocate there. Just I mean, just because I I played that doesn't mean it's good by any that, means. That's fair. Yeah. Like I said, but it's like just even with like that, like average. I hated that. Like at the beginning, like she, like it seems like she's really accepted her as mom. She's just, she actually even calls her. She calls her mom. She doesn't just yeah, call like her a few times. Out. Yeah, she's just like mom, stop it, you know all that shit. And then it just all, suddenly it's just like oh, she's just my stepmom. That's all she'll ever be. Like where the hell did that come from? Yeah, freaking crazy. <sighs> like that was rough. That was like really mm-hmm. tough to watch. Yeah, dude, straight up. Uh, this might actually be my lowest. Really? Yeah, I. I'm at a sixty-five. Oh Not damn! Six fifty-four. Yeah. I don't know if I'm quite in the sixties, or yeah, I don't think I'm quite in the sixties yet. With this, I am fairly low, okay. but I, I think I'm like maybe 71. Okay. Like, I. Th- it's hard because it's like, I it was just below average for me. Like, they eventually yeah. like make up and just whatever. Cliche is, is all hell. I just, I don't know. To me, but I just I, hate it so much because it's out of character to me for morgan that's what i hate so much about it that her the way that it's so much out of character for morgan sets up not great character development for giselle yeah i mean i definitely see your point there it does come out of left field like it's like one instance where morgan kind of gets embarrassed yeah but like come on like was it really that bad I I would say like any we were rational te- we were or any we were teens teenage, at once yeah like I understand that like I'm tr- I'm trying to think from like my my bitchy angsty teenage phase 
Um, yeah, Caleb was an asshole when we were teenagers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. Yeah, but what I'm thinking, like, there is, like, if my mother would have done something like that, and I wasn't really, like, someone that got embarrassed super easy, so it would have had been something, like, big. Because, yeah. like, I was so, unaf- like, unafraid of, like, embarrassment and stuff. Like, my mom um in junior high so like i'm like in seventh or eighth grade actually i think it was eighth grade so in eighth grade my mom came to school with me and sat in on all of my classes because she thought i was slacking off which was not the case because like none of my teachers like complained (laughs) about me like talking or like being disruptive or anything it's just i wouldn't turn in my homework like that that's where my issue lied <laughs> i swear you've told me this story but like that doesn't surprise me at all because i could totally see your mom doing that yeah like so, it doesn't I mean, even shock me at all yeah i mean so she came in and like so, like saw what my day-to-day at school was which and i told everyone like everyone was just like oh who's that i'm like oh that's my mom like i, I didn't have any shame wasn't trying to like hide it from anyone and then when, um, like, at the end of the day, like, it was, like, right before I was going to do go to P.E. And so my mom wasn't going to sit in and watch me in P.E. So she's like, hey, I got some things I got to go do, so I'm, I'm taking off. And I was like, okay. And in the middle of, like, like, the entryway of the junior high, like in front of like everyone going to their next class or whatever. I like gave my mom a hug and like kissed her on the cheek and was like, I'll see you after school. And then walked off. And I think only one person was like, even attempted to make a joke. (laughs) And I like, just kind of brush it off. Like, okay. (laughs) Like I I was walking. That one person was me. (laughs) That's how we met. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I, I don't even remember what the comment was, like, because it, it was just something that was just so out, like, like, okay, whatever. Like, it more it was more embarrassing for them, like, after they said it, where they're just like, like, oh, good one. <laughs> yeah, like, all I remember telling them, like, because they just said, like, was that your mom? I'm like, yeah. And then, like, looked at them it? like they were a freaking idiot. <laughs> 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 and they're like, uh-huh. And then, like, walked off. <laughs> like, it was just something so oh, stupid. Like, such a shit, stupid interaction. Dude. But, dude, like, my mom amazing. sat in on, like, a couple of my, my school days. And, like, both times, like, even, like, in front of, like, all of my my peers, I gave my mom a hug and kissed her on the cheek. Nothing, Never got embarrassed by that. With that. Yeah, yeah, I see nothing wrong with that. And so, maybe I'm, like, the wrong person. Maybe I need to talk to someone who's, like currently in a like angsty phase (laughs) but i don't know if i would have been like i think that would have embarrassed me like if she was trying to like put on this big promotion like encouraging people to vote for me for whatever like this prince or whatever for uh like a festival yeah or whatever the hell it was like a ball um i think it was a i think it was a ball i think so yeah, but it's like I don't know if I would have been embarrassed enough if my mom was like a step parent. 
I don't know if Fair I would enough. have been embarrassed enough to be like, she's just my stepmother. Like, just like it, like you said, felt very out of character, especially from someone like calling a mom. Like, yeah. I, I would almost expect that from someone who called, like, if she, if Morgan called her Giselle. Yeah. Like, exactly. that I would understand a little bit more. That that would make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. But the fact that she was straight up calling her mom, it just, it just, no, it didn't work. It made no yeah. sense. So I might have actually talked myself down to the 60s. <laughs> um, I love it. I think I'm going to go 68 on this one. All right. I like it. All right. Moving on over to effects. These weren't horrible. They weren't, but I definitely had some problems. Like you pointed out the animation in... um, The 2D animation. The 2D... Yes, thank you. The 2D animation in... um, What's the town again? Andalasia. Andalasia, definitely a step down from the first one, and a that's really huge sad. Step down, really. That's really sad considering that the first one came out in two thousand seven. Um, but yeah, it was that. Um, I swear that the baby or uh, Giselle's daughter um, was CGI in some parts, at least her head, because mm-hmm. like yeah. If someone says, oh, no, d- completely re- real, like, in every single shot, I'm calling bullshit. I'm sorry. Um, that did not look like a real baby in some shots. Yep. Um, and two, uh, when um, Pip is turned... It's Pip, right? That's his name? Yeah. The chipmunk? When he's turned into a cat, um, I get what they were trying to do. You know, they wanted him to look like a chipmunk uh, mixed in with a... Um, yeah, chipmunk mixed in with a cat. Like I get what they were trying to do, um, but it just did not work because the CGI looks so freaking bad. It looked wretched. Like oh yeah, that is one of the worst CGI cats I have ever freaking seen. Like it didn't even look like a real cat. Like I don't care if someone tries to say, oh yeah, no, I could totally see that that cat was there. No bullshit, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. <sighs> The cat is definitely one thing that I'm docking for in, like, way of 3D animation. Yeah, fair enough. So, it's that, and definitely the baby head, but not, like, a whole lot for that. Okay. Just because it was, like, so quick, I feel. Like, they didn't really... Fair enough. I feel like the the baby didn't need to be there at all. (laughs) No, no. Such a waste. I mean, don't get me wrong. Cute kid, very, very uh, cute little girl. Um, but yeah, so so wasted. Yeah. So not. But my my biggest gripe was the two D animation. the The two D animation in the first one was incredible. It felt it really like was. classic Disney, but it like felt like it flowed better. Like had a higher frame rate. Yeah. So, like, all their movement was really smooth and, like, just elegant. And here, it just felt so choppy. It was, like... This really... I feel this... um, Because, you know, like, they'll compare, like, animation between, like, the original movie and then straight to DVD sequels. You could do the exact same with this. The animation in the first one, 
amazing. That's like Princess and the Frog level because I feel that these those movies came out about the same time, so I can compare that 2D animation to that. Both look that. fantastic. Both look fantastic. Um, whereas with this one, I'm going to compare it to some of the straight-to-DVD uh, animated sequels uh, that they had um, because, yeah, it, it, it did not look good. Um, like, honestly, I'm thinking like Cinderella 2 kind of animation. <laughs> Dude, you might have hit that right on the head. Yes. Yeah, it... It's... This one's a tough one for me. I, I Okay, I think I'm sitting at like an 83. Because, like, the what was... What was shown was good. The... Yeah. Like, overall, like, if just collectively, everything, like, looked pretty decent. But... The things that I'm docking for are the stupid cat, the baby, and the the 2D animation. Like that's where yeah. 2D animation is where Disney used to shine. What yeah. happened? It got too expensive. That is Which that I don't bullshit. know. That like really shocks me. I would think that 3D animation would be so much more expensive to do. But apparently, yeah, yeah 2D and yeah, but apparently 2D animation is so much more expensive. That's why they stopped doing it. Yeah. Like, that just really shocks me. Dude, like, it's like not even... I feel they could have improved on this. Like, mm-hmm. have you seen the short, the, the, oh, what's it, the paper airplane one? It's like a black is and it, white, and it's like this dude, like, throwing the paper planes. Is that the shit. one that, like, is that the one, like, the, uh, they're, like, waiting for, like, a train or some shit like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, yes. I forget what it's called, but yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. I just watched a video on how that one was made, and the process to do something like that is stupid easy. Hmm. So what they do is the animation that, is amazing. Yeah, like what? So what Disney does is they animate all of that in three dimensional space, and then they put hmm. like their own kind of homebrewed program on top of that that applies vectors like vector lines to the outside of the image and kind of shows like different highlights and stuff so it'll like outline the highlights it'll like it'll basically ant like draw it for you and i'm like why don't you use that yeah, seriously though. Like come on. Like it's not obviously it's easy enough to do where you feel comfortable enough to d- use it in a short. Yeah. Like why not freaking just drop the money and like give us Probably something like amazing like give us some like amazing freaking 2D artwork. Like cuz That's what pisses just... me off. All of their shorts oh, no, and agree. stuff like they like they have a whole series like it's like short circuit or something like that where animators ha- like are given this opportunity to create a short based off of, of a story that they create in the Disney animated world yeah and i think Pix- pixar kind of does it too it might be pixar that's doing it so i mean maybe but i feel like disney has such an in with pixar but anyway it's like I mean, I'm going to be very interested to see because I feel that there's going to be some change ups with both Disney Animation and Pixar. Um, 
I don't think Pete Docter is gonna change from being the like president of Pixar, but I feel the president of Disney Animation. I forget her name. I feel she might be out because um, I feel Bob Iger from the unfortunate um, box office failure of not only Lightyear but uh, the new movie Strange World. Like how the, I, I think I just saw an article that said that movie's uh, projected to lose a hundred million at the oh, box office shit. because it it opened so poorly. Um, I feel that there's going to be a lot of ch- there's going to be a lot of changes, both at Pixar and at uh, Disney Animation. Because good, dude. Because I Disney agree. is dropping the ball. I mean, at least I mean we did. They did give us Encanto last year, so they're definitely they, they, there's been some hits and there's been some misses. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like disenchanted was one that was just like really quick so i i think that one might have been under the watchful eye of the other ceo like i don't know Uh, if bob Iger would have been like no overseen that one it was probably bob chapek still yeah because Encanto would have been in production for a really long time like even when uh like covering some of bob Iger. Yeah. yeah so i bet Iger oversaw a lot of that like yeah and then it's just the quality after that just kind of drops. What I love is like um, people will say will say like, oh yeah, but Encanto only grossed two hundred and fifty million at the box office with a budget of two hundred million. It was still a box office flop. If you're looking at just the box office, yes, not a great box office run. But you got to remember that last November people were still so skeptical about going back to the movie theaters with COVID and everything. Um, and then also once that movie hit Disney Plus, literally I feel since it hit Disney Plus on Christmas Eve last year, it has been in the top ten every single freaking week. It is made up for its lackluster blockbuster blockbuster box office and then some for how much viewing it has gotten on Disney Plus. And Kanto did fine. And Kanto did great. Yeah. Like if we don't get a sequel to Encanto, I'd be genuinely shocked. I I really would too, um, because yeah, Encanto, Frozen definitely more popular, but Encanto is definitely up there now. Yeah, it it for sure is. But and Disney freaking needs to get on the Louisa merch bandwagon, dude. Straight up, dude. Like there are so many toys out there, like Encanto toys. Like we almost bought um, Iris this. Um, Mirabelle doll, but it yeah. came with an Isabella doll, and she and Iris doesn't give a shit about Isabella. <laughs> she loves Louisa. <laughs> oh shit! Like shit. Like I. So, um, uh, one of my coworkers had a birthday party for her, um, grandson, I think, or like a neighborhood kid. But they had like Encanto buttons, and so she's just like, "Hey, I know you're." You said your kid really likes Encanto. Like, you want these extra ones I had? I'm like, sure. So I grabbed those. She picked... Iris picked out all of the Louisa ones. And then just threw the... Like, the like she really loves Mirabelle, and she really loves uh, Louisa. She, like I said, could she, she could give a shit about Isabella. <laughs> it's funny if you... Because... Um, uh... Because I'm always very interested to see like how like certain um, 
characters sell more than other characters when it comes to like merchandise like that. So I've actually like gone down to like where they sell the Encanto toys. Um, and they actually had like a display of like, cause they actually made the whole Madrigal family, which is really cool. Um, but you can definitely tell which ones are more rare than others. Like the three most rare that I've seen are actually, so it's, um, Augustine, never find him, Felix as well. Um, and then I think the other one is, um, uh, Dolores. You can, and, and I guess Peppa as well. Like, <laughs> I feel bad that like those are like most of uh Peppa side of the family a lot of people don't really care about. This is really sad. Um like I feel like out of everyone Antonio is the one Antonio is the one that they care the most about. Um so like if you're like looking at like who has the most uh I feel it's M Luisa like had like a decent amount and Mirabel definitely cuz you know she's the main star but like freaking they had like Rose of freaking Isabella, not only in her regular outfit, but in her like where she's like covered in paint. Yeah, dude, no one gives a shit about yeah. Isabella. <laughs> <laughs> At least like out of the kids that I know, like they love Luisa. No, yeah. because Luisa is a great character. Yeah, she's actually throughout the whole movie, she's actually a very good sister to Mirabelle. Unlike, I know Isabella actually gets redeemed at the end, but she's just such a bitch to Mirabelle <laughs> up until, I'm sorry to say, she is a bitch to Mirabelle up until the last 30 minutes of the movie. Yep. And even when freaking uh, Abuela confronts Mirabelle about what she did to Isabella, Isabella doesn't come to her defense. She just stands there. Okay, well, everyone just stands there. Yeah, that's if true. You're... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that's true. But I don't know. I feel Isabella should have come to her defense because she was in the situation with her. It shouldn't have had to turn into a Mirabelle being like, you know what? This just truly proves that I will never be good enough for you. I mean, yeah. that's a great emotional scene, but still. Oh, great movie. It really is. If y'all haven't seen Encanto yet... What the hell is wrong with you? It is a great Disney movie. Go check out our breakdown about that one, too. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to Disenchanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the effects just very underwhelming for what I, I feel Seriously. Disney's capable of. Yeah. So I, def I, I match you with 83. Absolutely. All right, moving on over to music. They dropped the, the first ball. one was so much better, so, so much, much better. better. I will say and this: like the songs were decent in this one, but they weren't as catchy. They weren't. Like I can't freaking. Um, I still can't get "Happy Working" song out of my head. That song <laughs> no. is stuck in there, dude. That was um, stuck in Brielle's head for like know? a week. Or how does she know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that just proves that they're well-written songs in that first one. Mm-hmm. And then there's this one. Um, and this one, nothing against Maya Rudolph. She's a great actress. I love her. She cannot sing. I Honestly, found it out. that's the least of their problems. 
It is, but just <laughs> I, I, I'm so, I have to point it out. Like when it's like her and Amy Adams doing that duet, I'm like, yeah, Amy Adams is doing great. Maya Rudolph, I know you're trying, and I know you tried in a Christmas Story live. Um, but I'm sorry, you just can't sing. I appreciate the effort though. Uh, this one is has been a really tough one for me to like think of like what I would give the music because it's just the music works for the scenes so I'm trying to like put all yeah. bias aside they work for the scenes they work for the the um the message that they're trying to get across and they do have a pretty decent tune most of them there's some that I'm yeah. like okay this feels like really like a forced rhyme <laughs> Yeah, I feel that the way I'm trying to look at it is what would I give the first one? Because this one is definitely like a point step down. Um, like the first one, I'd probably give a nine. I'd be leaning more towards a ten. Yeah, you know, fair enough. Okay, ten for the first one. Um, this one I'm sitting so like with an this. Eight. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like eight, maybe high seven, but yeah, eight. I can agree with that. Yeah, like seven and a half seems like the decent range, but since we don't do halves. Yeah, we round up here on the All Bros. Yep, we do. Um, Costumes. Uh, The costumes were freaking killer in this one. Oh, yeah, costumes were freaking fantastic. Um, I have, like, nothing bad to say about the costumes. I don't they either. Fi- <laughs> they- I- I'm going ten. You know what? I, were, I'll give you ten. They were, I'll give you ten all day. They were, <laughs> they were, they were fantastic. Like they did a great job. Um, honestly, just as good as the first one. Yeah, if not better, dude. Like, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I loved Giselle's dresses so much in this one. Gorgeous, dude. I, I am such a sucker when it comes to. Like the whole good girl gone bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And like, I found myself anytime like Giselle went back to being good, I'm just like, aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I, she, like, she freaking it rocked was, those she, like evil it was stepmother outfits. So it was so weird seeing Amy Adams play like a bad, like a someone bad but i loved it yeah it was so you were about to say bad girl weren't you <laughs> yeah i resisted <laughs> i can see it to, in your eyes <laughs> we're gonna try to keep it g this episode <laughs> attempt to yeah hey not I like we've been cussing the... up a storm like we usually do yeah but hey i haven't said the f word fully yet not yet. I'm not going to on this episode. So <laughs> you got to give me that. Fair enough. But yeah, like solid ten. Like I'd I'd say I'm closer to a nine and a half. I'm like I can agree with that. And this is another one where it's like one out of ten. But um, like I I'd be more maybe the high like nine point six range. Um, That's fair. Just because I don't think the um, like the silhouettes are like 
quite there. They're they're close. They are really freaking close. But I just don't. I think they're just missing something defining about that, them. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. But the reason I'm giving it a ten is because like the intricacies of these these dresses and outfits were just phenomenal. Yeah, dude, straight up. So yeah. Like especially when they started like after the wish, like when they started going to like the Monroe-Lasia, Monroe-Asia, whatever that place is called. Mon- I already forgot to Monroe or Monroeville, whatever the hell it's called. Um, like once like all the the people were kind of dressed in more like fantasy garb. Like that's where the outfits like really stood out to me. So I I thought well done, like yeah, really Monrelasia, well Monrelasia. That's another thing. Like you couldn't come up with a better freaking name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So costumes. I I think we we've been decently harsh on this movie. So I I think uh, a ten is deserved. Agreed. All right, last up, we got our own personal score. Who do you want to take it first? Uh, I'll take this one first. Okay. This was a sequel that we absolutely did not need, like we've stated multiple times. And there are much better stories to be told than what was told. Ones that would have felt more necessary to be told than this just absolutely cliche teenage angst storytelling. Like, they did throw in some, like, good stuff with it's like, oh, I wish fairy tale world. It's just... It was odd. Like, it, it was... It wasn't great. And there was a lot of things that was just, like, bullshit, where, like, I thought the whole, like, like, have to make the a wish, or, like, to cancel the wish by midnight, I thought that whole thing where they went to go stop the, the, the clock tower from dinging, I'm like, that's not how time works. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> Like, guess what? Thank it's, you. it's past midnight, you assholes. That's yeah. <laughs> not the only freaking clock, dumbasses. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have laughed my ass off if another bell started going off. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Yeah, and like, weren't the bells already ringing by the time they, like, ran up to the top? That's what was, like, throwing me off. Like, yeah, you'd hear, like, a chime, like, oh, it's already midnight. And then some character would point out, oh, got one minute till midnight. I'm like, wait, it chimes when it's a minute till midnight? I know that a, a lot of clocks will do that. It's usually, like, 30 seconds. Really? Yeah. It's, like, 30 seconds or a minute. I know my, my grandmother's clock did that. That would throw me off so much. Yeah, so, like... I mean... I like that, but, like, I kind of hate it at the same time. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, kind of. So, it was like her clock would go, like, would would ring according to the time. 
so like you could like, you could hear how many times it like went ding ding and that's like what time it was it like every hour on the hour so when it was three oh. ding 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 at five ding 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 <laughs> I had to count. <laughs> um, oh, that was great. And then at midnight, it would it would like chime twelve times. So like by the so it's like it that would be the strike of midnight. Would be like when when the chime was over. Okay. So it would ring twelve times, and then like the twelfth time would be like past the minute. So it'd be like twelve oh one. So I d- I don't know if that's how it worked, but I personally feel like they were too late to have saved the town. I absolutely agree. Absolutely <laughs> agree. But what do we know? Movies got a movie. Yeah. So I I I left this movie disappointed. I rewatched uh the first enchanted just because i wanted like a refresher because i hadn't seen the movie in years and and like really enjoyed it and so it that just kind of got me more excited for for this movie and like i said i was just let down like really hard so unfortunately with this one i'm sitting at like a 68 that's completely understandable um yeah honestly i don't really have anything else to add besides what Caleb said. Just a very dis- disappointing sequel. Um, like I said, I had never seen Enchanted um, before uh, yesterday, uh, the 28th, um, which I kicked myself for sleeping on that movie because, God damn, that is a great Disney movie. Um, and it just made me hate this sequel even more for how great that first one is. Um, yeah, literally... Everything that he said, unnecessary sequel, just didn't need to happen. Um, At least not in the way that it was told. Yeah. So, you know what? Personal score, I'm going to actually match it as well. Uh, 68. Alrighty. Well, with that, going through our scores for this movie, uh, the story sitting off fairly low sitting at a 68.5 uh writing jumped up a couple points sitting at a 70.5 acting is sitting at a fairly average range sitting at a 75 character development was just real was really poor uh sitting at a 66.5 the effects we thought were decent not up to the typical disney quality that we're used to um, so that one's up at an 83. The music was decent, but not as good as the first. Um, so we ended up giving that an 8. Costumes, just out of the water. Um, we're giving that one a, a solid 10. And then our personal score, sitting at a 68. Alright, so the final All Bros letter grade for Disenchanted has come to a... 77.0 or C plus. I don't know. I freaking messed that up, but whatever. It came to a C plus. It is sitting at a 77.06%. Not bad. 
Yeah, so comparing that to other C-plus movies that we have scored... Where's my C-plus button? There it is. All right, so that puts it... If I can find it. All right, so that puts Disenchanted, which, like I said, is at a 77.06. It puts it above The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Which is at a above, right? Yeah, above. So that's at a seventy-six point nine one. Okay. It's above unhinged, which is at a seventy-six point eight seven. Alright, fair enough. Puts it above Pause of Fury, the Legend of Hank, which is at a seventy-six point six eight. Yeah, I'm sorry, I definitely agree with that. Puts it above Stone Cold, which is at a seventy-six point five. You think Ben's going to hate us for that? I doubt it. (laughs) And then it puts it above My Spy, which is at a 75.87. Okay. Going the opposite direction, it is below the Boondock Saints, which is at a 77.12. All right. It's below the Strangers Pray at Night, which is at a 77.18. Okay. It's below The Lost City, which is at a 77.25. All right. It's below Aquaman, which is at a 77.3. And then finally, it is below Spider-Man, which is at a 77.49. Okay. So, I mean, not a completely unfaithful home, I would say. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, unless you got anything else you want to say, Caleb? Nope. All right, well then I would say that that concludes uh, this episode. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, uh, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that fun jazz. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if that is your preferred listening platform. You can follow us on social media where you can DM us DM us with any ideas that you have of uh, movies you want us to break down. Um, those are as followed. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Albros. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Albros. Or you can email us um, if that is your preferred uh, way to contact us, uh, and that is the Albers channel at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to buy some cool ass merch, um, because the designs that Caleb makes for all of these episodes are just absolutely amazing. I swear he surprises me every single week. Um, and I appreciate the hell out of him for putting, uh, time and effort to doing them. Um, but if you like any of them, be sure to check out our T public store, tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the Albers channel. Um, next week is episode 300, right? Nope, 250. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I thought we were a lot... And you know what? We just talked about this at the beginning. Yep, we sure did. And you know what? I think I think I just broke my promise about not saying the F word fully. Or did that just come out as pho? Uh, That sounded more like pho. Oh, thank God. Okay. Well, I suck. Um, I apologize, especially to you, Caleb. I'm so sorry. But I don't give a shit. No, you should give a shit. Come on. <laughs> um, 
But next week, episode 250, and y'all know what that means. Every 50 episodes, we break down a video game on this podcast. And with that, next week, we'll be breaking down Square Enix's Guardians of the Galaxy. And spoiler alert, it's definitely better than their last Marvel game, Avengers. Um, So that is definitely going to be a fun episode to look forward to. Um, so you guys can look forward to that next week. Um, but until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will catch you that got dies. Catch you guys next week. Ha <laughs> ha that I don't even know where to finish with that. Bye. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>